0: Hey, this is Allison Sullivan here with another episode of Go Ask Allison, all things real estate. Um, So we're actually recording between Christmas and New Year. Um, So New Year's 2023, um, end of 2022. So I was thinking about, um, you know, new year, new resolutions and so on and so forth. And one thing that I've been hearing a lot of Um, which is surprising because we're in a market shift is all these people have been coming to me recently. And this is kind of a common thing that happens because I have been in real estate for a while. People come to me that they want to get their real estate license or they're considering getting their real estate license. So, I'm kind of titling today's episode, So You Want to Get Your Real Estate License <laughs> and what that is entailing um, for at least the South Florida or Florida um, real estate license. Uh, and, you know, I have friends over the years who have come to me with this question. Um, and what I will usually do is agree to meet for coffee or something like that. And they can kind of pick my brain about, what it really takes to get into the business and how um, to create longevity out of it and make it a career. Um, So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I would normally speak to my friends with at this coffee break, Um, because I'm sure this is something that there's people out there who haven't even told their spouses yet, but they've got in their head, you know, that real estate thing looks like something I could do and I'm unhappy in my current career profession. And that looks like something that I'd want to make my new job. Um, So um, here's kind of the. First couple basic steps is that you would need to get your license. Um, so to do that, you know, what what I did, and this was 20 years ago, and I, I think it's still the same today, is you need to find a real estate school um, and take the real estate test, um, or take the class to start. Uh, When I did it, it wasn't an online offering. Um, I believe you can do it online in the comfort of your own home, in the comfort of your own pajamas now. Um, I actually had to go to a classroom and I think it was like three nights a week for like a month or something like that, like six to 10 or something. Um, But there's hours involved in it. Um, So you need to do that course and then you need to pass the school's test that they have um which is to prepare you for taking the state of florida <clears throat> excuse me, test. Um, So that's basically it in a nutshell. So you go to the real estate school, you pass the test, you take the state test, they give you a time when there's a test available, and hopefully you pass, and then now you are on your way to becoming a real estate professional. Um, So once you've done all of that, um, which there is some money involved in that, I'm not exactly sure how much um, a real estate course takes these days, or the real estate Test exam is. Um, but then once you've done all that, then there's another um financial component. Um, so you need to find a broker. So the license that you get is to be a real estate salesperson. Um, and that means you can work for a broker. To become a broker, you have to be in the business for a little bit and take another test to become a broker. And that means you can own your own real estate company. Um, and manage other realtors. Um, But what I'm talking about today is just to become a real estate salesperson. So once you've passed that test and you got the golden ticket that you have your real estate license, um, now you need to find a broker that you can hang your license under and join the Association of Realtors. Um, There's a National Association of Realtors and there's Florida Association of Realtors. You need to join the board Um, and you need to pay your dues to have access to our database with real estate listings, which is called the Multiple Listing Service, or MLS, as we call it. Um, So that costs, I would say, probably couple thousand dollars, I think maybe one to two. Um, at least that's what I think it used to be. I don't, it may have gone up a little bit now, but, um, so it's, you know, plan on spending a couple thousand dollars to get into the business between tests and all that. And, Um, and then plan on maybe not making money for a little bit (laughs) and your broker may have some fees to join the office. Um, there may be like training fees, um, desk fees, monthly fees. I'm not sure. Um, it kind of just depends. I I think the broker that you, um, pick, you should maybe interview a few or, or maybe even more than a few and see someone that you think would offer you, um, you know, the best kind of guidance because this is one of those jobs where the class and the test don't really prepare you for um, what you need to do to really actually make money. So once you find a broker, that broker hopefully will be a guide for you and give you some training and some kind of guidance on how to actually make money in the business. Um, You really have to climb a ladder that is not like a regular ladder. It's like a, if you could imagine like a ladder of thorns that every time you go up a step, your fingers bleed and they're pouring like hot lava on your face while you're climbing up. It's a difficult ladder to climb. You know, other careers, I think... Um, aren't as easy to get a license. Um, like well, real estate is not brain surgery, but like a surgeon, for example, like goes to medical school, shadows under somebody, does like an internship type of thing, and then when they're finally out in the field, like ready to perform brain surgery, like they really know what they're doing and they've got a job and it's all set up for them. Um, and now I'm, not, I'm definitely not comparing the world of real estate to brain surgery by any means, but this is one of those jobs where you get your license and all your certifications and everything. And then you're just kind of flung out into the world, to like figure it out, you know? Um, and that's, you know, one of the many problems of real estate, I think. But, um, so yeah, so now this is the question, the burning question that I think everybody has, Um, is what happens now so you found the broker you liked this person they seemed like they were going to offer you the best support you're in the office now what do you do next Um, so I mean and there's a bunch of things and there's a and everybody's different Um, I don't know if you've taken a look around at all your friends not everybody's likable not everybody can walk in a room and kind of own it not everybody has confidence not everybody's an extrovert um some people are introverts and you know there's some very successful realtors who are major introverts so that's kind of interesting so it's everybody has kind of their own path that works for them um you know, I I worked with a mentor um, when I was new to the business uh, and we had like a deal where they would kind of mentor me through my first few deals and I would compensate them commission, you know, out of my first couple deals for helping me with those. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of other things that people do. Um, some people will join a brokerage that will promise them leads. Um, And I mean, usually if you're a new agent and that's the route you're going, the chance that those leads are kind of shitty is pretty high. Um, (laughs) So you could do a lot of that is chasing shitty leads for a while and hoping that, you know, some spaghetti is going to stick on the wall. Um, There's also ways that you can pay for your own leads. Um, There's websites like Zillow or plenty. It doesn't even need to be like a, a name that you're familiar with. There's some Websites geared just towards realtors aren't public websites that offer leads. um, And those, you know, as a new agent, maybe not be the best. Um, Cold calling is a really big way. Um, It's probably the most proactive way because you're meeting people, um, strangers who, you know, a lot of people cold call for sale by owners or expired listings. Those are usually people who already kind of want to sell their home. Um, And those, you know, could be leads that you could convert to um, listings. Those are hard. Um, All the new agents, for the most part, are pretty much hustling that. So it's a lot of competition. You got to kind of make yourself stand out. I did a lot of that early on. Um, It's taxing. It's a little frustrating, but there is, you know, can be some success in it. Um, I've seen some people do this and I'm a big hell hell to the no on this. Um, I've seen people offer like, and I think this might even be illegal. Um, I've seen new agents offer like deceptive ads where they're putting out an ad on something and maybe it's already pending, um, but it is illegal. It's like a bait and switch. Um, I would say if someone's telling you to do something like that, that's a big hell to the no. Um, The deceptive kind of lure somebody in by an ad and then they try to convert you to something else. Um, If you are a consumer, I would steer a little clear of something like that. Um, Another thing, and this is something you may not be able to do um, if you're in a high traffic office when you're brand new, but maybe once you earn a little cred in the office, um, floor time. So floor time is when you work at the front desk and leads maybe call in or walk in the door. Um, people, we have a lot of people from other states that buy in Florida. So maybe someone from New York is on vacation and they're walking by the office. They saw something in the window and they come in and they're like, yeah, you know, we really want to buy a condo down here so that would become your lead um, if you're working on the front desk and that's you know a good way Um, a lot of those things that I just talked about those take a lot of um, lead follow-up and they're time consuming but that's kind of where you need to be when you're new is kind of just taking a funnel of all of these different things um, and trying to find someone who's going to go to contract Um, When I was new, the real estate community wasn't quite as big. um, And the office that I was hired in had kind of like a lot of these old Delray realtors who didn't want to do super low end. Um, Like at the time, there was like a lot of condos under 100,000. Um, like 50000 or $40,000 two bedroom condos that you could buy. Um, and nobody wanted to do those leads. So they I was the young hungry girl who would do pretty much anything for a sale. Um, so I would do those leads. Um, and actually, um, I met a lot of good people that way. And I learned um I learned the contract really well. And that's kind of how you learn in real estate is by doing. So you just kind of kind of throw yourself out there and take what you can get. Um, a lot of experienced realtors don't love doing rentals too. So I did a lot of rentals early on. And sometimes rental renters turn into buyers or landlords turn into sellers. Um, so that kind of worked for me early on. Um, and then you kind of find out, um, what works for you. So, um, so some things that really work for me might not really work for other people. I remember a girl, um, who I worked with that she was like for lack of better words, just kind of an ass. And like every time she would get a deal, she would, by the end of the deal, she would piss the people off so bad that they would complain by the end and they would never refer her business. And that's kind of the goal in real estate is to like make people your client for life, like make them want to refer you business after the deal. Um, and then kind of keep them as like your, you know, I I talk about sphere of influence. That's kind of like your sphere of influence is your past clients, people who had a good experience with you and they'll refer you to new people. So she had like the worst sphere of influence because she was just an idiot, just, you know, not likable, and she would. She was a good saleswoman, so she could get people to do business with her. But then after the fact, they were like, we never want to see her again. Like, we've, you know, we're done. So she was good at meeting new strangers and getting them to go to contract. So she was really good on the phone. Like, she was a great cold caller. She was good on floor. She could convert a lead and get them to contract. But then once it was like contract to closing... They would never want to speak to her again. So, like for her, um, working her past clients was never really even something that she could do. I don't even know if she's still in the business. I need to look um, <laughs> because that's a tough way to that's a tough way to make it. But that just goes to show you, like, there's something for everyone. Um, I've done really good on sphere of influence, which is past clients um, nurturing, and I've done really good with farming, which is farming is establishing a territory that you want to do business in. And marketing yourself in those areas, either online, through direct mail marketing, through maybe magazine or newspaper, Um, and something else that I don't often talk about, uh, maybe we should do an episode on this, um, is branding. I've done uh, kind of, I think, a good job of branding myself. And actually, this podcast was something that we added um, about a year ago to kind of further um, like get my brand's reach out there. Um, I follow some realtors on their podcasts, and I've always thought, like, wow, I like this person so much more now that I have heard a little bit about their story or their experience. Um, So that's kind of just another way. I mean, you can brand yourself in postcards and magazines, but that's your face with listings or whatever it is, you know, to, like, really get to know someone Mm -hmm really hear their story. Um, I think the podcast was kind of a good avenue, um, to kind of further reach out to my branding. Um, I think the broker that you pick too, um, that's the person that's going to have your back. Um, people often ask me why I don't get my broker's license and open my own company. Um, that's not what I'm good at. Um, and that's a very tough job. Um, realtors, I know I just talked about one person who was kind of a little bit of an idiot, but there's a lot of realtors who are difficult. Um, realtors are tough, tough to get along with sometimes. Um, and, to manage a whole group of realtors is a task that I just don't really care to ever have. Um, (laughs) um, And like the liability that goes along with it too. I mean, to not only... Like be a circus leader to a whole group of realtors and try to keep them happy and um, productive and help them build their business. But then also carry like errors and omissions insurance and hope that they're out there not breaking any laws or doing anything fraudulent or I mean there's so much to know in real estate so you know we we do have continuing ed i mentioned getting the test and you know getting your real estate license every two years we have to do some continuing ed um to keep our license active but there's so many rules and laws that we need and they're changing all the time too so it's important also to align yourself with a broker that will keep you on the up and up um of the laws and ethics rules and all that good stuff Um, And then just, you know, there's so much that like we're talking about staying out of trouble, um, you know, with ethics and laws and all of that. So you got to watch out for that. You got to spend money on advertising and marketing and then kind of keep it going, um, which is the thing where I think a lot of realtors fail. So I talked about like, so you want to get your license and what you need to do first. But then once you start making a little bit of money, then it's a whole nother um, dynamic of to keep it coming. Um, A lot of realtors fall into, they get a little quick wave of sales and they have some closings and they have some commissions coming up and then they're spending money because it's coming in. And then the next thing you know, they hit a plateau and their business flattens out and they weren't you know like kind of pumping that water pump and keeping the business going so you got to just keep it you got to be consistent with your marketing and advertising so you got to spend some money Um, and then you got to keep in touch with people and um, you know keep nurturing those relationships Um, so yeah so that's kind of in a nutshell um, what it takes Um, I, I And then kind of the last thing I'll say is that just when you think you have it all figured out, the market shifts. So (laughs) so you could learn how to be a successful realtor in one market and it will work brilliantly for you for maybe two to three years or however long that market lasts. And then the market will change and then you need to literally pivot And quickly, um, change your strategies, change what you're doing, um, change where you're investing your money, um, in your brands and all that good stuff, um, to just kind of keep it going. Cause it's, it's a challenge. Um, right now we just experienced a little bit of a shift in South Florida and I think nationally um, over the last half of 2022. And I see there's a lot of people who got into the business and rode this very successful ride um, that are struggling right now and that are very concerned about um, 2023. So, um, which is why I'm a little surprised that so many people are reaching out about getting into the business. Because I think it's going to be a little bit of a rocky ride. Um, But if you've been through this before, it's not something that can't be done. Um, It's just something that you kind of got to take a step back, um, look in the mirror, kind of figure out what your new strategy is going to be, and then kind of just run with it. Um, So... That in a nutshell um, is real estate one hundred and one. Um, if you have any questions or are curious about getting your license and want to reach out to me, um, the best way I always say to reach out with me to me is on Instagram. Um, I'm Allison Sullivan Realtor. Um, that's with two L's and a Y. Um, and definitely like and subscribe to my podcast if you're not already um, doing that. There's always a lot of good information here and um thank you for listening and that's going to wrap it up for today um i'll be back in a couple weeks can't wait to be with you bye